Oh, hey, quick! Well, I was saying earlier before that rubbish was. I just put one of the bangles in the letterbox. And then I got suspended for a month. Oh, that's hilarious. You should have got to that punchline that quicker. Yeah. That's filthy. Isn't that the most filthy thing you've ever heard? I love that the listeners will never know what we just said. It's week six of the Nothing Inc. podcast. This week we're going to be talking about Shisha Comedy. We're going to hire a white girl. Now, I want to talk to you guys oh, about we whether... Need, we need some white people. Like, like Elliot and I are the only white people at Shisha. We need them. Now, we're beginning to ha- expand our repertoire into more white people. And I think it's actually increasing our sales. Now, business is not... I don't not like res- being a minority. It sucks. Right? Like, look, business is not racist, and the stats cannot be racist, but for whatever reason, <laughs> I am not the dictator of this social norm, but whenever there are more, the more white people there are, the more white people come. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more brown people there are, the less white people come, for whatever reason, and unfortunately, Australia is all but deplete in brown people needed to make a billion dollar business so if we're going to expand we're just going to have to be a little bit more racist bullshit belief of the week alcohol does it have a place in our modern society uh what yeah well really quick what do you think of that uh lewis i think um i don't give a fuck miscellaneous bit at the end (laughs) uh we're also going to be talking about that and as you guys know miscellaneous bit at the end fuck we hate it yeah i'm not a fan of miscellaneous bit at the end Uh, i don't want to talk about that uh it's, it's very sad I sincerely agree with Elliot. Um, I actually, just before we we move on, um, did you guys know that uh, in Sydney, you know, you guys know the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, nice. You've been doing some good work while you're there. Yeah, I actually have. So uh, I've never done anything like this before, but uh, the Make a Wish Foundation actually got in contact with me on my Facebook page, and they said, "Hey, uh, we have a, a child who's got uh, terminal cancer." Well, they, they've estimated that uh, the, they've got about six months left, which is horrible, really sad, and, but, <laughs> but pretty rough, mate. Yeah. I mean, let me finish the story. So yeah. turns out this kid, I'm not going to say the name, but this kid wanted me to, to meet. I was their wish. They wanted to meet me as one of their final wish and make a yeah, wish, right. got in contact. Well, and, I know you're a good Samaritan. They, well, yeah, that's what I'm all about. And I, I ended up visiting this kid. Mm-hmm. I asked him, you know, what is it like? Uh, knowing that you're you you are going to die in yeah. six months, and and the child looked at me in the eyes and said, "It's so much better than miscellaneous bit at the end." <laughs> and I would much rather listen to miscellaneous bit at the end than listen to that story drone on any longer. Yeah, oh my god, so that when... story was longer than a cancer patient's last <laughs> few legs. Mate, you, Elliot, you say that after every time I tell a story, it's I guarantee you listen to every single podcast, every single time Mate, I tell listen. a story, you tell that joke, and it's getting less and less funny. If every time you tell a long story, Elliot tells you it's a long story. I don't know if Elliot is the problem. <laughs> Bullshit belief of the week. Uh, this week I is... <laughs> uh, I want to talk about alcohol because Elliot has a ripper bit of a story uh, from a couple of nights it's ago. It's probably too long though. Elliot doesn't uh, drink that much. Uh, and so when he does have a run-in with alcohol, boy, does it's he a have lightweight. a fucking fantastic story to tell. You can't but call first... me a lightweight, Lewis. You don't drink. But first, she's a comedy. Yeah, so that makes me a heavyweight, I'm pretty sure. I don't now, know how that works. We're hiring calculus, it works. a white girl 
uh, in yes. uh, Shisha Comedy. Now, as you guys know, Shisha Comedy is actually a venue where we do not serve alcohol. Uh, and the reason for that is so that we can get more people in uh, below the age of 18. Uh, one, so that it's more accessible to everyone. And, and people having people below 18, uh, if for some reason it makes Elliot more relaxed. He tends to be on his A game when there are 16 and 17 year old girls on the prowl. Uh, Elliot's 40 I, years old. Now I told... <laughs> I told Ali, the owner of the venue, uh, that he needed to increase his sales because the more successful the cafe is, uh, Cafe Asmara, the more successful we become by driving traffic in there. So I told him we needed uh, to get, get his... straight to the point, Carla. Let's not bullshit. The reason why we need a white girl is because none of the staff, the white staff, speak English. And so we <laughs> wanted to hire them, a white girl. But it's the truth. As a like, waitress. There's, there's one guy who is my favorite guy because he always dances with me to the crazy music we play. But he, When you he say crazy music, it's me. just traditional Arabic music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to which this is loony bit music. <laughs> yeah, but it's... But literally, he communicates with me with grunts and noises. So the demographic of Shisha Comedy is... Uh, well, look, I think it would... I would say 90% Arab. Uh, or, or from the African region, Middle Eastern African region. So a lot of these people it's can't... Sp- uh, like, are borderline non-English speakers, and the waiters there are 100% non-English speakers. Weirdly, <laughs> this has not affected the clientele of Ali's shop for the last 10 years, for the best part of 10 years, and only when we began Shisha Comedy and started attracting a wider fan base and a wider clientele of people... Um, did this become an issue? So, uh, for Elliot some Lewis... reason, people who speak English need to order their food in English. I know, it's, it's such so a, weird. a weird, uh, like, business uh, proposal that we had to bring it's to it. But he looked at us like we were crazy when we said, hey, we're thinking we need to hire a girl who speaks English. And he looked at us <laughs> like we were fucking nuts. <laughs> like, what kind of weird ooga booga country do you come from? <laughs> Where we need a native speaker of the language to serve customers. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, we started talking and uh, uh, and thinking about hiring a white girl. Now he said, "Why do we need a white girl?" And I said, "Let's be honest. The whiter they are, the more likely the clients are to buy something." He once had a white girl, and the only reason she left was because she kind of got intimidated by how confrontational some of the Arab men in that shop are which I'm completely <laughs> understanding of um, and I think at one mo- at one point there was I think there was a grabber for us or something and, and that would look completely unacceptable but it may well have been Elliot like that's the kind of thing <laughs> I think she would have been more accepting <laughs> if it was but um, we've since hired a bouncer, and uh, and we've assured Ali that we're going to bring someone in and make sure she's part of the Nothing Inc. team. She's going to be surrounded yeah. around, uh, surrounded by guys and girls who are very uh, supportive and protective of her. And there's going to, of course, be Alex the bouncer, who's protected us at the best of times. Um, and Alex is great. Alex Alex makes sure that none of none of the people attending the event will touch the white girl. Unfortunately, he touches her a lot, but it's yes. better than everybody doing it. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather be... I, listen, I'd rather be touched by the bouncer than just a, a general schmo. Yeah, there'd be way more white... Every time every time white people who know of me or Elliot come in, they're always disappointed that there's no alcohol and they never come back. It's like <laughs> white people cannot have fun unless they get pissed or they have ecstasy. 
<laughs> yeah. I think everything we've talked about in the last 10 minutes has been borderline uh, racist and misogynistic, and uh, I, there's no reprieve for it. I don't, I, I, there's what two... do you mean borderline? I'm not trying to walk the border here. I've... Let's go full bore. <laughs> I think I've, I've made one too many errors and can't correct them, so let's just call them spelling mistakes and, uh, uh, and, and blemishes in, in my moral compass. Great. Bullshit belief of the week. <laughs> Alcohol. Terrible segue when you've done so well. You've done so well these other podcasts, but that was a horrible segue, mate. I know. I just seven I, out of ten. I found there Not was just a, a crevice in the conversation. I just had to jam this shit in. But bullshit belief of the week this week: alcohol doesn't have a place in modern society. Elliot, what do you reckon? Yes. You think it? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell very, me. Very concise. Last la- a couple of days ago. You actually lost your phone, and you were off your fucking face. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, it was worse than, than life itself. Uh, worse than life <laughs> itself. Yeah, when I, I was very depressed. I didn't have a positive outlook when this happened. But uh, basically what happened was I got uh, absolutely rat shit at a party. Um, and I very rarely drink. I'm not really much of a drinker. Uh, Lewis, you don't drink at all, do you? No, I've I've never had alcohol. Like I've had I've had sips of like dad's beer. I know what alcohol tastes like, but I have never in my life had a full drink of alcohol of any kind. There you go. So, you so I'm, I'm an absolute mad cunt. So you're gonna have to sit this an one absolute out. mad cunt. Some might call you an absolute <laughs> Arab in a white man's skin. That's a, that's no, no. Yeah, well, Allahu Akbar, my friends. Yeah, but uh-huh. like uh, anyone who's had a drink before, <laughs> anyone who's had a drink before will know that when you drink a lot of alcohol, uh, you know, you get a bit loopy, you get a bit loose. Yep. And uh, I'd had a lot to drink. So much so that I, uh, it was a costume party that I attended and uh, I rocked up to the party with an engine-operated leaf blower that my mates started in the street. <laughs> it sounds like a chainsaw. I walked down the street and I walked into the party where the dance floor was and said, someone told me that this party, well... It blows, and I just let off the blow, and I just blew everyone on the dance floor, blew chicks' dresses up, just blew everyone. You're such a cunt. I love it. That's amazing. So, obviously, you were smashed before you even got there. Oh, yeah, trolleyed. And you know when someone tells a story, and it sounds like they're exaggerating the story, and you're like, you didn't really do that voice. You didn't actually have a leaf blow. Elliot 100% did all of those things to a T, and he does Definitely. things like this very regularly when he's sober. He's one of <laughs> Elliot fact, is one of probably, those. He's probably did something much worse than that that he's not going to say on the podcast. Elliot is one of those people that you meet and then you go, I, I just for the life of me, if he's like this sober, what the fuck is he like drunk? <laughs> and now you know he has he just elevates his game into internal combustion engines on hand. <laughs> On handheld well, actually, devices. I've never seen Elliot drunk. I've never seen you drunk, Lodi. Well, funny just... enough, I've never seen you drunk either, Lewis, which is weird. I've never seen either well, of you let's... drunk, but boy, I have seen both of you fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, now, man. you lost your phone, Elliot. Yeah, so as Khaled uh, just said, I lost my phone. Uh-huh. So as Khaled hurried the story <laughs> along, <laughs> Captain uh, Lewis... Long story, mate. Captain... Here's, here's your calmer, bro. This is a fucking huge story. This is Captain, three times as long I'm going to try mine. and tell this in the shortest way possible. Lost phone. Mm, drain. 
gone. <laughs> so, long story short, mate, our listeners are not Tinder dates. <laughs> Just fucking speak eloquently. Stop. <laughs> you don't need to use grunts. Uh, so, basically, uh, at the end of the night, it was about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, the, uh, sorry, I wasn't four. It was about three o'clock in the morning. The party was wrapping up, and uh, I lost my phone. I charged out the front and I started saying, "Has anyone seen a phone? iPhone six? Oh, you know, no. black." I didn't know where it was. Now, luckily, iPhone has an app which allows you to locate your phone yeah. to the nearest five meters. Now, integral there, the nearest five meters. <laughs> now, you'd like to think that you would get to the right place and you are five meters away from the wrong place. <laughs> Elliot did the opposite. <laughs> well, he went five meters away from the actual place the phone was left. <laughs> I, I had I had two mates with me at the time uh, who, who got a cab home with me who were equally as pissed as I was, right? And uh, and one of the blokes was like, mate, I'm a courier. I'm a courier. And I showed him the, my computer. I brought it out to the cab, which which had the coordinates of where we thought the iPhone was, which Carla just specified. It, it only tells you the nearest five metres, right? Which is a pretty big radius when you're looking for a phone. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so I... Um, I, I picked it up and I was like, guys, it's here, it's here, it's in this. And my, my friend said, mate, I'm a courier. I fucking drive courier and through living. I know that it's fucking that this house, right? So I paid the cabbie 20 bucks. We got to the house. Now, hold on. So you t- took merit, like, on the fact that he was a courier, which has really. What the fuck does that <laughs> even absolutely mean? Absolutely. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, he, dr- like he delivers parcels goes, Mate, I'm a brain surgeon. I know how to drive a train. <laughs> so this was someone's house so, at 4.30 in the so morning. So I rocked up to this person's house at 4.30 in the morning. I just... I, <laughs> my mate had a baseball bat in the car with him. Just, <laughs> oh just, God, just in fuck? case it was a thief. Why? I don't know. Just... You lost your phone. Why does he need a baseball bat to help because you find here's, here's what happened. <laughs> really, it was to help him stand up straight. Here's what happened. <laughs> More of a walking stick. Elliot lost his phone, and because he was drunk, this is what happened in his head. He didn't lose his phone. Someone took his phone, <laughs> is violent and armed, and has barricaded themselves in a house five metres away from where the app says his phone is so he's decided to recruit his mates and by god we need a fucking courier and then he's grabbed a baseball bat and then charged to this person's house and, and knocked yeah, on the door the at 4.30 in the morning maliciously and the only thing worse than being drunk is having two drunk friends with you who are yeah. equally as drunk <laughs> because then everything you say is the right thing they're not going to tell you the wrong thing I said so we pulled up to the house and I said, yeah. should I ring the fucking doorbell, guys? Should I ring the fucking doorbell? And they were like, yeah, fucking ring your doorbell. <laughs> Fuck it. And so I, I ran up to the doorbell, 4.30 in the morning, pressed it, not once, about six times, yeah. angrily pressing this doorbell. The maid, <laughs> ca- the maid came out of the house, this old Asian woman going, what What do you want? I don't understand. Why are you, why are you waking me up? Why are you waking me up? I said, Give me my fucking phone. <laughs> Give me my fucking phone. <laughs> so an old Asian woman came out at 4.30 a.m. wiping sleep from her eyes. <laughs> Elliot looked at her instead of going, oh, she's innocent. This is I need to have a polite conversation with her and let her know what's going on. He's instead looked at her and gone, that looks like the fucking cunt that has my phone. <laughs> Let's fucking it, bash it, boys. It, I'm a courier. <laughs> she's the fucking one. To make matters worse, I had the boys egging me on the back going, yeah, fuck her. You tell his boss, fuck. <laughs> so, so of course the boys know best so i said yeah fuck it boys you give me back my phone you fucking thief you tell whoever's living in that house to come why out did you know she was the mate 
Or did you just assume she that said, she was well, She said, I need to go and wake the master. <laughs> <laughs> so either she's a sex slave or a maid. Uh, but, <laughs> a bit of both. But she, a bit of both, probably. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I carried on for at least 15 minutes because she was trying to... She was an incredibly sober and logical woman. I was incredibly drunk and incredibly illogical. So what was... You're lucky she didn't get the master. It was, it was, very, it was incredibly simple for her to just to say, we don't have your phone, please move on. But it took me about 15 to 20 minutes to process that message and drive off while the meter was running, might I add. Did you I say drive for. off? Yeah, the cab was out the front. The cabbie was waiting there. <laughs> yeah, and right, the cabbie okay. kept yelling. He was the voice of wisdom. He was like, I don't think they have your phone. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they have your phone. I don't think they have your phone. And Is then, that when you threatened him? And then the two people in the back were like, shut the fuck up. Why are we tracking you? What do you know? So did you end up finding your phone? <laughs> so uh, I went back to the party once I dropped the boys off and it was... About about six six thirty in the morning, which meant it was you know daylight was breaking, and uh, I walked up and down the house around the garden, couldn't find it, and I walked back up the driveway and I called it again. I saw a little light flash under the gutter, uh, like in the gutter under a grill. Mm, I removed of course the grill, you left it in the gutter. Picked up my phone and then spread my arms like the Shawshank Redemption. Seven a.m. the morning, the sun was just rising and I was just screaming, fist pumping, like I didn't piss the neighbours off enough with the leaf blowers. Yes, I've got Tinder back. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, it was incredible. Uh, amazing, amazing story. Now, look, boys, we've had our fun and games. We've had our fun and games regarding alcohol. But the truth of the matter is, gentlemen, alcohol can have toxic effects on your body, okay? You need to know this. The more you drink and the more often you drink, the worse for you it is. People in WA drink 12 litres of pure alcohol per year. Carla, that's quite a sinister way of looking at it. I feel like the more you drink, the more likely you are to get laid. <laughs> that's also another another thing that's true. Mate, you're never going to get laid with your phone in the gutter. How are you going to swipe right, mate? <laughs> Every 18 minutes, one person presents to the hospital with an alcohol-related injury to uh, a hospital in WA. You just need I to I think know. what Elliot really means is the more you make the girl drink, the more you are likely to fuck her. The more likely she is to make a shocking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol can cause cancer of the mouth and throat and can cause really? a sex fiend out of Elliot. Yes. Um, it, it Absolutely it does. Did you know that alcohol is actually classed as a group one carcinogen with tobacco? Did you know that? Yeah. Incredible. Because I, I read, I read the other day that um, if we found alcohol or tobacco today, we would have classed it as a poison, and and banned it from use. It is. I think that's really interesting. Like with the standards of poison we have today, like what we consider a poison to be, if we discovered alcohol today, we mm-hmm. would ban it. Now, I think so as well. I, th- I actually think that alcohol is one of the most destructive things to the human race currently. That we're just not paying attention to. Uh, you know, we have. It's we either s- that or Khaled's mind. Yeah, we we seldom have. Yeah, good one, mate. We seldom have. Um, I think things to worry about uh, that can attack us. So, for example, if you think about where we are wow. in the food chain, if you think about where we are in in the animal food chain, and you think about, for example, uh, an elephant, uh, the amount of elephants that will survive from uh, birth till death naturally 
um, are reduced by the amount of things that can attack them. For example, lions getting stomped on by a giraffe, getting stuck in a tree, getting stuck How in a mud a pool. giraffe stomp an elephant can you... to death? <laughs> Fucking let this go. So... <laughs> As far as humans are concerned, we don't have those natural uh, predators anymore. Yeah, so well, what giraffes, is, uh, last time a giraffe stomped on a baby. The giraffe. How about this? How about this? Every 18 minutes, one person at a Perth emergency department... Uh, sorry, I was trying to read that off the screen yeah. while looking off at the distance at our producer who was waving his arms around <laughs> at me, which, which, meant, which meant that I sounded even more retarded than I normally do. So let me try again. Go on. Oh, um, I believe in you, Elliot. You can do it. Every every 18 minutes, someone is admitted to a Perth hospital from an alcohol-related in, in incident. So, uh, well, I Lewis, think, Lewis, I you're, think you're that's in Perth alcohol. at the moment, are you? No, I'm in Sydney now, but I'm going to Perth. And, and I don't think that particular stat has anything to do with alcohol. I think that statistic just relates to how shithouse Perth is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you go to a nightclub, you'd have to drink to have fun. So Perth is just like that. You have to drink to enjoy Perth. If they banned alcohol in Perth, I reckon that would not reduce the number of hospitalizations because I'd find another way to hurt myself. <laughs> I'm surprised in Canberra. No, they that... just, they just, Jetstar would make heaps of money because everybody would just fly out of Perth. Did you know that the number of people hospitalized has increased from 2007 to 2015 by up to 100,000%? of people that wow. have listened to miscellaneous bit at the end. <laughs> in Western Australia, no, that was a good segue. in Western Australia, one in 13 people drink daily. Drink daily. Yep. I found wow. that interesting. I don't care if no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the reaction in the room so, that I'm in at the moment, now, I don't think anyone I said, wow. I have to say. Now, we, we, uh, we don't have any apex predators. We are the apex predator. So what we do is we create apex predators of uh, for ourselves. Now, what we've done is we've created tobacco and alcohol. And if you see these as actual predators, which can fucking snap you up at any point if you're not careful, if you're not looking right and left and becoming the most elite human being that you can be to run away from these things, what ends up happening is you get snapped up by one of what I call a fucking uh, chemical apex predator, which is tobacco and alcohol. Did you know as, asbestos, for example, you see on 60 Minutes, I was working in the fucking construction with the building and I didn't realise that for five years there was asbestos in it and now I'm fucking dying. Yeah, asbestos <laughs> is actually in the same <laughs> class of carcinogens as alcohol. So wow. we will sue people for hundreds of millions if they put us near asbestos and we will happily pummel our fucking bodies with alcohol. And that really says a lot about the government because if they couldn't make money off alcohol, they would ban it like that. Now, I, don't think, I don't think alcohol is... Because I don't drink, so I don't, I, I don't, I've never drunk. I probably never will drink. Have you ever I been drunk think... ever, Lewis? Like ever even no. had a couple of sips and just got a little bit tipsy and no, felt like, the sensation? No, literally, I, I, have, I think the most I've had is a sip of like of cider and I'm talking like a small sip to find out what it tastes like I've never had a full drink of alcohol I in my life I find that really interesting because all my friends say to me oh mate you barely ever drink you know you, you barely ever drink it's it's not good enough you're not a well, good I person well I thought you did <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think I find that really interesting that you're at the age that you are right now Lewis and you still haven't had a drink and you don't want to drink um, it, like I feel like it's something that most people like to at least try 
to, to, to yeah. try to be drunk at least once just to see how it feels. And that's something that doesn't interest you at all? Well, it, it was originally, right, because most people start drinking around 16. Like, that's when all of my friends in school started doing it. And I decided just for myself that I wasn't going to drink until I was 18, for my, so when my brain was developed enough to handle it. Mm-hmm. But then that gave me the perspective to see the and your brain was never going to develop. Yeah, it never <laughs> developed, but it, it, it gave me the perspective as a, a young kid to see what alcohol did to all of my friends. And you could see all of the people that got into alcohol, their grades started to drop, they started to look more disheveled, they, they lost track of their goals. And, and I just saw that and I thought, why? I'm just not interested in that because I knew that I wanted to do comedy from the age of 12. And I saw that alcohol and hangovers... It, it moves you away from that goal. Like if, if I'm going to go out and have fun one night, that's cool. But if I have to pay for that fun the next morning, I have now lost two days mm-hmm. to having fun. And that's two days that I could spend working on my passion. So why would I sacrifice that just to have fun when I already enjoy enjoy myself wherever I go because I've learned how to have fun sober and I think that's a skill that people need to learn that not everybody does is the ability to have fun without getting off your face well, I think that's I think, an important skill I think, I think you're absolutely right and you raised <clears throat> some good points and you've said them in the most pompous and arrogant way I've ever heard in my life but um, I, think, I think you're right on the money when you say uh, people need to learn to enjoy themselves without, without alcohol now Here's the thing. I, I think in 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 most people, most drinkers' defence uh, in Australia, you you have a very big corporate culture of drinking as well, after work drinks, mm. and people who are very driven, yeah. ambitious, mm. and can still manage alcohol and their daily work schedule. What I would say though is, people who uh, for for the most part, our work is completely dependent on our morale and our ability to stay sharp mentally in one hyper given yes. period of time. So during an hour on stage, for example, we have to stay sharper than someone who wants to give a work presentation. Because for the most part, someone that has to give a work presentation just needs to remember the points that they want to say. For us, we have to stay sharper than everyone in the audience that we're speaking to, and that requires us yeah. to have nothing in, uh, encumbering on our ability to think and think quickly over at least yeah. the last week. So, Because a work presentation, people are presenting what's going to happen over the next week or the next month or whatever. When you get on stage, it's an hour right now, and if it doesn't go well, that is... That is your whole year's work. That hour Absolutely. is a whole year of work. So if you're if you get pissed before you do that hour, you've literally wasted an entire year by giving a bad performance. But that's on a, that's on a short term. However, I, mean, yeah. I, I do th- I do know a lot of comics who are very very funny and very very good who will not get yes. on stage without a few without a couple of drinks just to loosen them up and they feel yeah. like they perform better. It's like they can't perform at their optimum level without alcohol. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I think I do see some people who drink before going on stage, and they're just fucking fire. Mm. They're just great. But, but, but the have same- those people ever learned to perform sober? Like that's what interests me. Like for someone, I mean, if if they're doing well, what relevance does it have? I mean, is it I just know, for exactly. our own so there's... moral high horse to say, but you don't know how to do it without alcohol? I mean, that's that's then it becomes a personal health issue for them. If they're if we're talking yeah. about performance and performance alone, then yeah, I think in the short term, 
people can perform well with alcohol. However, I think what, when it starts to, uh, to to belittle your growth is over the long term. Um, I mean, you will. There is no way a comic of twenty years who is sober will not be developed more than a comic of 30 years who's been drinking before every performance. I think that's a short-lived strategy. And you'll see, I mean, you see all of these, um, the, the problem is with, with comedy especially is we don't have a governing body to look at us and, and go, mate, this is the way you should perform. Make sure you're ready for game day by doing this, this, and this. We, for the most part, have to just fucking uh, trek the myriad of dangers on our own and then see what works for us and what doesn't. Industry. And when it's a very individual uh, thing for uh, an individual mystery, like you're saying, the problem is we then make a lot of mistakes because we're under the illusion that something that's not hurting us now is not hurting us at all in the long term. And you see it a lot with footy players, for example, people that have uh, and sports players, they have intense governing bodies. So a lot of sport players will try and go, no, I like to have a wine before going on the field. And then everyone will go, that's not right. Except the player yeah. himself or herself will go, no, no, but I know myself and I know my own body and I know it's actually making me perform better. But then you'll have all of these governing bodies and essentially people that have done research over huge periods of time and seen yeah, sample groups over years science. to go, I know it seems like it now, but it's just not true. And that's what I bring to the table when, when Elliot, you say someone w- would like to perform better on, on a couple of drinks before going on stage. I think very. Could a sixty-year-old comic do that? I I don't think so. I think sometimes they do, mate. But you haven't heard of them, and for a reason. I think most yeah. most of the the very big comics that have intense touring schedules just will not. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, just the the corporate office uh, phone. We'll just get our producer onto it. Uh, can you just answer that Good phone, mate? Dickhead. Tell him. <laughs> just tell him we're busy, mate. Tell him we're having a couple of drinks. <laughs> um. Fuck this! This feels like a Darren Hinch fucking podcast now. We've gotten really fucking intense into it. Let's, uh... Well, I, I think I want to. I want to make really, really clear that even though I don't drink, I don't. I don't look down on people who drink. I do, however, look down on people who are alcoholics. Nice. I, I think can can we? Um... Well, maybe Hold on, not give me one sec. Down Fuck, on can people. you not talk on the phone right next to the mic? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we evaded <laughs> we evaded that first fucking <laughs> ring of the phone then he answered the phone right next to the mic <laughs> yeah mate no no it's fine we're just recording it <laughs> um so uh look i don't i don't drink producer. either i don't drink either and i think it's uh it's mainly for um uh for moral uh, look religious reasons i was brought up religiously um and uh, and yeah and i and i really really believe that that god um, thinks I can I can have sex with girls without getting them drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> think... Unfortunately, it doesn't work. But uh, keep on believing, Matt. You'll get there. So uh, there's uh, look. I think there's been a general decline in uh, in the consumption of alcohol uh, between 2007 and 2010. I'm just looking at some stats here in front of me. I won't bore you with the numbers, um, but there has been a decline of people of of the total number of people drinking alcohol. But there's actually been an increase in the total number of people who binge drink. So less people are drinking, but the people who are drinking actually drink more. Why do you think that is? That's interesting. Short birth stuff. Yeah. I think, I think that's, um, I think that could be, I mean, in Melbourne, I can only really speak for, but that could be, um, accounted to our clubbing culture where people go out. I mean, that's, that's young people, but you'll actually be surprised that binge drinkers are males 
that range between the age of 18 and 35. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know. And I think it's I'm, even I young professionals. I don't think I can really comment on it. Um, that's because you're not a young professional. <laughs> I think... Um, Elliot, you're an alcoholic binge drinker. What do you think about this? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, no, mate, uh, I'm why really, do your peers I'm, drink so much? <laughs> I'm really not a not a big drinker, but obviously I played a lot of sport at school and stuff, mm. and I was around footy clubs. And obviously, there's a big drinking culture boys. In, in those in those sporting environments. Yeah. Um, and it's it's encouraged that you you do drink mm. and you get around the boys. And yeah, when the boys get around the grog. You get yeah, around, mate, the grog, get around the grog. You boys, get around the boys. So uh, yeah, there's there's a bit of there's a bit of that, but. Um, I'm really not a big drinker at all. I yeah. I, I very 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 um, rarely drink, and when I do, it's very... he's telling the truth. He really does it. Like, I really, he told I, that massive story, but he that, like that's a yeah, rare. That's, story. I mean, when I do that's drink, when I do it. drink, I tend to have quite a quite a large uh, well, that's amount. A... Uh, but that's because you know I, I you know it's I never do lashing out, mate. Well, I, I've actually noticed that's uh, that's the thing that you do, Elliot. You're 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 very health and fitness focused. Yeah, that's one thing that I notice about you. But then once, maybe every couple of months, mm. you'll have a night out and you might have five or six drinks. Yeah, when yeah. the planets align, and that's that's slightly more than uh, than the average. Mm. But you drink far less frequently than the average as well. Yeah. So I think in that case, you're actually typical of the stat that we're questioning. Uh, Why do people drink less? But when they do drink, are drinking more. What do you think? Why? Why do you do that from a personal perspective? Well, I couldn't tell you because I was drunk. Um... <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I, I I don't know. I just I kind of um, I, I think it's more because my friends do it. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think when the boys start drinking and they're like, "Come on, mate, you know you don't drink very often. Have a drink mm-hmm. with us," um, and I have a few drinks with them. It's 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 just the camaraderie and just yeah. being out with your friends and being on the same level. I find that it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, well, how, how about this, Elliot? Because I, I wasn't always so health-focused, but I think ever since I, I met you boys, I think we, we really give and take from each other's strengths. And one thing that Elliot's always had was his, his focus and routine in, in making sure that you keep your health on par and you're eating quality foods. And I guess that more or less lets you save up almost health points. Mm to spend health yeah. points yeah I, I like I, to think um, of it like money almost I mean the more money you have the more money you can, you can spend and like, for the most part I haven't had many health points so I, 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 yeah. I'll go to the gym five, five six times a week every, yeah. every single week uh, and that, he gets and, angry when he does it I do I get angry when I, when I don't and then he just drinks <laughs> <laughs> and then I take it out on the booze <laughs> it's a downward spiral but no that, that's uh, that, that, that's right Carl I uh I'm I'm just saying that's right because I've forgotten what you've actually actually said before. <laughs> the health points. You the more health yes, points no. you collect, the more you can spend. Yes. No. That's right. I I do feel as if uh, if I have had a good week in the gym or I've had a few good weeks in the gym, I can go. All oh, right. You know, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. Uh, let's go let, ruin let, it. Let's go ruin it. <laughs> exactly right. Thanks for ruining my punchline, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, to be honest, if he didn't say it, you would have taken you another 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, do, is there room for alcohol? Look, I, I want to I say one last point. I think um, the, the way I've, I've always perceived alcohol and substance in general is the danger is, from a morale perspective, it is very enjoyable. It's too enjoyable without you having to work for it. 
What ends up happening when you have something that's easily accessible, that's very enjoyable, and you don't have to work for it, it kills your desire to have to work to get enjoyment. So instead yes. of you working in the thing that you want to work in to progress, yes. you just think, I don't need to progress in this. And even if when shit gets too hard and I'm trying to progress, I've always got plan B. I always go, well, at least I'll get the enjoyment regardless from Friday yes. after work drinks. That's what, I, that's what I keep trying to say. I think, I think um, there's nothing wrong with alcohol and drugs, but when it becomes a substitute for your own success, that's when it's a problem. Because the thing with alcohol and drugs and, and a lot of other things is that when you're drunk or when you're high, you are okay with being bored because boredom is not a thing because it changes your mind state. So one of the one of the things that keeps me moving is the feeling of doing nothing. If I'm doing nothing, I want to create something, I want to write something, I want to go to gym or work on something or learn something. But if I just had a, a substance that I could just take and go, fuck, I'm okay with being bored. But it also makes you unable to learn something new or work towards something. Yeah, and that's that's when it becomes a problem. Is when it's a substitute for work or a substitute for success. That's when alcohol and drugs are not a good thing. That's what that's that's actually quite an interesting uh, point you raise there, Lewis. Uh, at this party that I went to on the weekend, I saw a lot of people that I hadn't seen since school since mm. you know, mm. since two thousand and seven, and a lot of those people have been heavy heavy alcohol users. Uh, there has been a lot of drugs on the side, but yeah. mostly heavy alcohol users. And, and uh, how are they doing in life, Elliot? Please mate, tell us. I can tell you right now, I have I saw firsthand the adverse effects that it had had on their bodies yeah. and, and just the way that they looked as well. Like they were, uh, some, some of their faces, they had like a yellow tinge to their skin. They just looked really out of it, the, you know, bug-eyed, like just could yeah. barely string yeah. a sentence together. And, you know, one bloke actually came up to me and said, you're doing well, man. I've seen some of your shit. Good. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He's just. I like, love that conversation. You're doing well. I'm like, but what am I doing? He's like, I don't know, but you're doing it. <laughs> and then he just, he just like got dragged off into the smoke and the abyss of the dance floor, and I never yeah. saw him again, and I probably never will. But uh, same thing. Do you even know who that guy was? I don't think I've ever met were. him. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I, there you go, mate. There no, you go. No, actually, I do. I actually do know the guy, and uh, he used to be a real prick of a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so destiny has gone. Look, and, now, and now he's about 60 kilos, and I'm almost 90. So, uh, you know, he would, nice. have, he would have liked to have greeted me with a, with a compliment. And, and look, I completely relate to that, because the same thing happened to me. I think um, it was six or seven months ago, a couple of boys came up to me, and they're like, well, you're doing really well. We should start a podcast. And here we are. So, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think that oh, that's uh, that's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> what do you boys uh, think? Uh, alcohol does it have a place in our society? Uh, a majority of Australians think it does. In fact, uh, it for the most part is a part of Australian culture, as pop culture will have you believe. Do you think uh, alcohol has a place in society, uh, Lewis? Are you going to call bullshit or not? Look, I think alcohol has a place, but it should not replace anything. It should be in its own category. If you need it to have fun, that's alcohol replacing fun. So okay. I think alcohol has a place, a small place, but it shouldn't replace anything else. So uh -huh. I think that is bullshit. Okay. Uh, Elliot, are you going to call bullshit on this? I want to hear what you have to say first, Carl. It didn't come back to me. 
Well, look, I think uh, look, I'm going to call bullshit, and I'm going to I'm going to say a very unpopular opinion, but I think alcohol has no place in our uh, in modern society, and be- I think this because I think everyone should pick a thing that they want to progress in, whatever that thing is, and that thing should be the most enjoyable thing in your life. The more you yes. allow yourself to enjoy other things that do not directly influence that progress, the less you will progress and the less everyone as a whole progresses. Yes. Yeah, I sort of formed my opinion uh, just after talking in length about it as we were going. Uh, yeah. I had no opinion about this before we started. As he does. <laughs> and, uh, and after hearing that it's a number one class carcinogenic, I'm going to call bullshit as well. I'm going to say, nice. I don't think it really has a place in our society. You know, if, if it's that harmful for your body yeah. uh, and, and people, uh, you know, just throw it into themselves week in, week out without really thinking about the consequences, I think, uh, you know, let's... Uh, let's Absolutely. Ab- let's, bol- let's abolish that shit. So I call bullshit on it. And look, I, I want to... I think I've... I, I think between you and I, Lewis, especially because we both don't drink, it's... We've come across a little bit holier than thou. And I can already hear the collective voices of a thousand drunks going, you don't know me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do, you fucking alcoholic. But But I I don't, I I understand why people do it. I honestly, I don't think less of people, because a lot of people, when, when they find out I don't drink, they feel the need to justify why they do or explain why they do or try to get me to drink or they think about it too deeply but it's literally just this you drink i don't that's it i don't think you're a bad person i don't look down on you i just it's not for me and i don't think that it should be for most people but it is and if it is fine that's cool but i'm i just I just, it's I, just not for me. I definitely think it's needlessly harmful. And that begs the question, is there something that's yeah. neededly harmful? And I think, yes, I think sometimes when you progress so much and, and amass uh, a wealth of progress in something, you can afford to take some risks with it um, and make some risks in investment, make some risks by moving to a new city, take some risks by doing a new job, take some risks by playing a new sport, break a leg, take literally. Take a risk by blowing you, a do. And these are all necessary harms in your life for you to progress form. But alcohol is a very unnecessary harm. And I say that in the way that, yes, I can recognize what an unnecessary harm is, but God knows I've had my struggles with, with substance, and it doesn't mean that because I think it's harmful and we shouldn't do it, that I just won't. In the same way that I think waking up late is harmful, but I still fucking do that, don't I? So it's just recognizing it and slowly... Yes, Khaled, you definitely do fucking, that. fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Miscellaneous bit at the end, ladies That's and gentlemen. from an addict. Um, now, one thing. Waking up late. <laughs> listen, one thing that's even more harmful than alcohol, uh, because it, listen, I, I, I mean, I, I've never drank alcohol, and it surprised me when I went to the doctor because um, I don't know. I was, I was just in the bathroom not too long ago, and um, but boys, this was a bit scary. And I know, as as males, we really, I mean, it's an embarrassing thing to bring up, but we really need to be warm, warning each other of this kind of stuff. But I actually, I found a lump on my testes, on my left nut. And I know that this is a very Whoa, difficult... Really? It's it, And this is a very serious issue. Oh, no. But I found a lump on my testes. And please was, check yourselves regularly, guys. Yes. This is stuff like... it's. I'm glad that you've caught it early. Ha- have you caught it early? I, I think I have caught it early. Well, I went to, I went to the doctor oh, and, and the doctor had to do a, a prostate exam, of course, and then he checked the lump and then it was an excruciating wake for the test results to, to come back. And when they did come back, the doctor said, what's happened is 
there is a particular uh, frequency of noise that has been vibrating through your vans deferens, which is actually a, a series of tubes in your testicles, and it's coagulated uh-huh. your sperm, and only one frequency of sound does this, and it comes right. from miscellaneous bit at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if you listen to this next bit, just know you're going to get testy cancer. Pretty much. Well, uh, oh, well. listen, miscellaneous bit at the end. Uh, boy, do we have a treat for you guys. It's going to be even shitter than last week. That's how, that's how shit it's going to be. Feel uh, already. We're going to talk about it. Lewis's tour. Lewis, you have actually begun your tour. You are currently in Sydney. And boy, was it yes. a head fuck for us to set up this fucking mic. Oh, so difficult, but we did it. So yeah, uh, my show my show in Sydney uh, is uh, two days ago. So you missed it, you fucks. Um, but I'm doing every other state. Next, you were in Adelaide. Giant Dwarf Theatre. Tell us how, how was it. Oh, it was fucking amazing because Giant Dwarf Theatre is run can by you, the you're Chasers. You're fucking moving around and it's, it's picking Sorry. up on the mic. Sorry. Um, Giant Dwarf. Piece of shit. Okay, so I was in Giant Dwarf Theatre and Giant Dwarf is run by the Chasers who are my comedy fucking idols. So mm-hmm. to do a show in their theatre was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's one of the best theatres I've performed in because in Melbourne, my room was so shit that my head touched the roof. It was too low, but Giant Dwarf Theatre is a massive 280 seater, so it was it was just amazing. So to be fair, yeah. I also went into that room and I had no troubles where the roof you say was too low. The roof was well, fine. Six foot eight. You're a gigantic fuck. You're That's, a deformed yeah, gigantor. Fair point. Very fair point. Deformed gigantor. It's not even. I mean, a gigantor would be a freak to most people. You are a deformed gigantor. That is a gigantic. Another gigantor could look at you and go, "Fuck you, deformed long fuck." Okay. So, so anyway, that's why you should come to my show to just, it's like a freak show. You can come see the Deformed Gigantor. Deformed Gigantor will be performing in Adelaide, uh, Brisbane, and Perth. So Adelaide, the... Adelaide, you're going to be uh, there in June 26th. You're going to be at the Rhino Room. Um, yes, and, and then I'm bringing, you... uh, I'm doing a bit of charity uh, for some uh, up-and-coming comedians. So nice, I'm mate. giving uh, this unknown comedian, Khaled Colorfella, yeah, a spot. He's going to... Yeah. Yeah, so right Carlin's going to open my show in Adelaide and in Brisbane and in Perth I've got the uh, Children of Poseidon and the Australian Jackass what an honour it is for me to perform ahead of the deformed Gigantor fuck in Brisbane as well and, uh, I, and I, I would have done it but you're just too much of a deformed Gigantor I didn't, I didn't want to be seen <laughs> wouldn't want to be seen with me no, no. Oh, well mate. thanks guys I'd, mate, so, I would perform to you Gigantor. I would perform for you a thousand times over over doing miscellaneous bit at the end <laughs> we're going to be at the new Globe Theatre <laughs> Theater in Brisbane, and that's going to be July 3rd, um, and you're actually going to be flying from place to place, so we're going to set this up every time. What's the room like that you're in where you're recording this? Uh, oh, it's tiny. Like, I'm, I'm actually, what I'll do is in the comment section of this podcast when we release it, yeah. I'll send, I'll, I'll post a photo of me recording the podcast so you can see how uncomfortably shithouse the room is. Nice. The, the top of the door literally is on my chest. So even for someone who isn't a deformed gigantor, that would be about up to their shoulders. Yeah, right. It's, oh, it's horrible. You scary. can't fit in the room. Well, boys, I, I, I got a, I got a roll. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, to, yeah, I've gone fifty-five right. minutes over. What's the rest of thing? I think I think <laughs> we're done with shit. the horrible shit. I'm fucking. I'm ready to. I'm ready to pull a plug on miscellaneous bit at the end. Let's let's pull the plug on the podcast. I think. Yeah. I think All right, Elliot. Just... Elliot, you do the honors. Would you like to sign us off? 
Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's been an honour, as always. Uh, if you've got through miscellaneous bit at the end, fucking congratulations. Oh, you're much better than yeah, us. Well um, done. Uh, that's, a, that's a great... Uh, Great testament to your achievement and, mm. uh, and, and your endurance. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say <laughs> you, you don't know, you can't learn patience and the virtues of, of being a good person who can observe from the outside and really test your forgiveness and your ability to see why people would do things unless you have children. Or if you can sit through miscellaneous bit at the end. That's another way <laughs> to test your kill virtues. yourself. Absolutely. When I want to punish my children... I decided I'm not going to hit them. I'm going to make them listen to miscellaneous bit at the end. I reckon. Some people say bro, that's that child bit. abuse. Well, some people You'll say bruise your kids. I mean, it definitely causes bruises. I think. I reckon they should introduce miscellaneous bit at the end to people who are on the death row. No, uh, euthanasia, <laughs> and they're fifty-fifty. They're kind of like, yeah. should I, should I kill myself and like you know do this or end the suffering, or, or should or... I actually live? Because some people, you know, they sign up for the euthanasia um, experience. Mm. And then they experience. <laughs> Welcome to the euthanasia experience. <laughs> that's, that's that's. I'm dressing it up in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Um, but then you know they pull the pin and go. Actually, no, this is not what I want. But uh, you know, if they want more people signing up for euthanasia, I think what? all they need to do is just play miscellaneous <laughs> bit at the end. I actually saw one of the uh, like a, an introduction to euthanasia and what it's going to be like. I saw a video. Um, so I actually went down, they sat me down in a little theatre, and there was a big 50-inch uh, plasma, and uh, it was fucking great, there was lights and colours, and it said, welcome to the euthanasia experience, and then it just cut off, and I went, I went what happened? They said, that's it, mate, that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, the end of the podcast. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much for listening. Alright, fuck off, get out of here. Go, oh, go Patreon, do show. give us money. That's oh, give us yeah, money. Oh, yeah, fuck okay. me. Patreon, please, God, give us money. Yeah, give we us need money. It. Yeah, we'll leave the info in the comments. We need money to make the podcast better. Yeah, well, Elliot's fucked off. He's legitimately just gotten... He's done. He's fucking done See with this. See you later, so. Loney. See you later, Loney. See you, bro. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, we almost ended miscellaneous bit. We had to extend it there. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, Patreon, give us money. It makes the podcast better, and we do shit for you. Check out the rewards. Uh, see you next week. Carly? No. I'll leave the last I'm word to you. Fucking done. I'll see, I'll see you on f- uh, Friday. You cunt yeah, for Friday. ruining my, my show. Yeah, sorry, bro. All right. Bit of a downer. Uh, right. Nothing. In- Actually, I probably won't make it to the next show. I'm probably going to kill myself. Yeah, good on uh, you. See you later, guys. Yeah, bye.